We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, it is Ivy Nation Sports Talk. He's grooving, Vince. I'm Sean, hanging out here. Did you get any of that storm that blew through about 45 minutes or so ago? A little bit of rain, uh, but not bad. Not really bad at all, because I was hoping to finish cutting my grass after the show. Yeah. And I don't think it really got wet enough for me to not do it. So that's that's a good thing. Okay. Because I got you know, most of mine done. Yeah, I, it's long. That's true. That's true. I got most of mine done this afternoon. I didn't even realize it was supposed to rain. All of a sudden, it started getting dark outside, and it cooled off. And I have no idea. Yeah, I guess it's going to rain tomorrow. I I did see that, but I don't know. You know, I don't know. Whatever. I my my trust in meteorologists at this point is pretty low. Um, (laughs) I. As I was watching the weather, like for vacation, for example, you know, a couple days beforehand, it was supposed to rain like four days out of the seven that we were there. Right. It rained like for 10 minutes, like the whole week, which obviously benefited us. It was great. But like when you're trying to plan certain things, you can't do it this day, you got to do it this day, and then you end up not doing it. It's like, and these guys don't know what the heck they're talking about. Hey, Joe in the chat says uh, one of his guys got drafted today congratulations yeah he messaged me about that got drafted by the tigers the old tiggers up north all right big congrats there that's awesome awesome. yeah that's awesome well we've uh we've got you know we're still not officially allowed to say when training camp starts but stupid i i don't which i don't understand this month like why is that a top secret yeah and that's what i was going to say i'll just tell you this it's it's a little bit more than a couple of weeks away. Yeah. It's well, going to be before the end of the month. So. I was listening to a, a different podcast, uh, somebody else on the beat. And so I'm going to repeat what they said. That that show was on June 26th. Okay. Okay. That that the the day that they recorded the show was June 26th. Like two, two and, and a half weeks ago, something like that. Yep. Okay. And they said a month from today training camp starts so... that was probably the day the email went out let me let me i think i still got that email sitting in my inbox see what day yeah it was it was that day okay and they were my my bet is they recorded it 
like right after that email came out. And then you remember it took about an hour or so for the follow-up email. By the way, don't say anything yeah. about this. So, so I'm just repeating what somebody else on the beat already put out there. Yeah. So I am it's not breaking news. Training yeah. camp's coming. Yes. Training camp's coming. Right. And we're gonna get we're gonna get a decent amount of of, of look see at, at training yeah. camp, which I'm kind of excited about. Too many and I know that this is not an opinion shared by many or all, I should say. Too many five period look ins, not enough full practice look-ins but who am i i agree with you i completely <laughs> agree with you i appreciate that that, that, appreciate that was the reason for the pregnant pause i'm very frustrated by it it's me too it's a lot of get up and go and it's you know in the army we used to call it hurry up and wait it's like yeah. you know the dog and pony show you yes. show up you wait at the door they change the schedule on you you know, Always. like how many times never does starts that on happen? Time. Like never starts send on out time. the email, show up at 445. So you show up at 445. Guess when you get in the door? 505, 510. Correct. Or, you know, it schedule moves and then like, but the five period practice is just, I know, I know that I guess some people can glean more than others from it, but I want to see guys actually some, line yeah. up, crack some heads, go head to head right. against each other. That's what I want to see. You can glean stuff, but not the stuff that you want to glean. Let's put it that way. And and you can Nothing extrapolate right. and all of that stuff. And like the day, like day one, we get the full practice, right? And it's not padded, right? right. So it's all going to be oh, so and so put on this weight, and so and so looks good, and so and so is moving well, and you know all of these different, and so and so was on the side on the bicycle, and you know all of these different things, and. I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating. There's no doubt about it. And then the set, we get two open practices. I'm not complaining. I, I want to preface. I'm not complaining. I'm telling. We get two open practices. The second one is going to be at a local high school that <laughs> yeah. is going to be open to everybody. It's not even like a media thing. Like I, yeah. I don't know. And it's a nighttime practice. Yeah. Seven, eight, now 7 p.m. We've still got to figure out, like, are we going to go do that and then come back and do a show that night? Like, you know, like, what's what's right. that going to look like? Right. So, right. Especially since I think that's the last time we get to see a full practice, isn't it? I believe that that is accurate, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well. Yeah. Hey, hit the like button, if you would. What we're going to do on today's show is we're going to rank the top ten players heading into training camp. And what I thought we would do, we'll do this top 10 ranking. And Could you try? No, thank you, Siri. It's really not for you to (laughs) chime in right now. So we'll do the top 10 ranking now, and then we'll compare it maybe toward the end of camp, you know, going into the season. Yeah, see see if it's changed at all. see, See if it's changed, that kind of thing. Tommy has uh given us his own top 10 he's got sam hartman at number one followed by joe alt benjamin morrison blake fisher audrick estime riley mills jd bertrand cam hart xavier watts tobias merweather is that 10 one two ten. three four five six seven eight nine yeah that is 10 i guess he just went last name so the list looks short right it's a pretty good list i'll be curious to see um 
I'll, I'll definitely say this. I've got a lot of those guys on my list. There oh, are, me too. There are at least a couple that are not on my list, though. That's what's fun about doing these lists. I yep. think that there's going to be some variation. We didn't yes. compare, compare lists, Vince and I, before we did this. So we'll just start at number 10. We'll work our way up. What factors are you using for ranking? Who we think is the best? Whatever you want. Like, the, <laughs> And I think that's the fun open. of it. That's the right. fun of it. it. It's just, who do you think is the best? It could be who's most important to Notre Dame's success, who is the best just straight-up athlete, who is the most, you know, all of the different things. It's whatever you want it to be. That's the way I took it. It's like, who do I think of first when I was like, I want that guy on my team. That's kind of how I did it. It's like, who would I want on my team Yeah, in that order? I mean, that's, that's a pretty good way to do it. And what I did, I think you did this pretty similarly. I What I did was, okay, because I, I was like, okay, do I try to do this, like fill in my list as I go with the ranking? But instead, what I did, I just sat down and I started like off the top of my head writing down a bunch of names. And I went out to 15, 15 yeah, names good. overall. The list is only 10. And that means I had to eliminate some. And, you know, obviously kept some on then it's a matter of you know where do i rank them and all that kind of stuff and look these lists are subjective so again yeah, like not everyone's lists are going to look the same and already just what we've seen so far you know like who's on some people's lists or not on my list specifically that's right so we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I I am very curious to see what your list looks like. I am so too. And, and I'll tell you, and we'll, we'll do kind of our honorable mention. And I think it's probably going to be pretty pretty obvious once we get to the honorable mention, because I had a hard time. I, I did. I had a really hard time, like, especially with those last couple spots, sort of yes. figuring out who's going to get squeezed out of my list. Right. Like, again, when I went out to 15, it's like, man, those are all like the top half was really easy. You know, like yes. who needed to be there regardless of what spot they're in. But correct. Correct. All right. All right. I'll, man. Let, you, I'll let you start with your number 10 and okay. uh, we'll, we'll work from there. I have a feeling my number 10 is not on your list. That's what okay. I will say. Okay. My number 10 is Zeke Carell. Okay. Because and, and here's my reason why. I felt like he needed to be in the top 10 because we we actually, Brian and I did a uh, we did a positional breakdown today and we did the offensive line. So the offensive line is fresh in the old noggin today because sure. we just spent three hours talking about it. 
And Zeke Carell is actually rated by Lindy's as the eighth best center in the country, right? He's a returning starter. He's a fifth-year senior. He actually could come back for a sixth year if he wanted to. He, he's going to be the anchor of this offensive line. And I think he has an opportunity to make some All-America lists when it's all said and done. And so if you're going to have All-America next to your name, whether it's first, second, or third team, you belong in the top 10 list. And so that's why Zeke Carell made my list. I think he has the opportunity to be top five at the end of the season, if not a little bit higher. And if he's top three, that's All-America's level. So that's why I've got him on my list. No, I mean, that's completely fair. And he is a name that came into my head. But I'll just say, he didn't make my top 15. I didn't think he would. Yeah, I wrote down. I get it. Because I just felt like, you know, again, like even going 15 deep, there's some names, you know, people have, you know, thrown out some names and stuff so far. There, you know, there's a name or two that's already been thrown out that also didn't end up in my top 10. So, you know, you're right. Zeke Carell is really good. I think probably just because of the position that he plays, maybe that's why, you know, I overlook him or whatever. But I think he's got a really good, you know, he's one of the three returning starters and he's the anchor of the line. And, you know, you can argue that he is, you know, maybe completely underrated, you know, especially since I didn't have him in my top 15, <laughs> which again, That's I figured that would probably be the case. And he, he's fresh in my mind because of the topic from this afternoon, but at the same time, and I, th- I think a lot of people give him, they, they, they mark him down for his 2021 season when they had him at guard when he's playing out of position, didn't play well. I mean, let's be honest. didn't play well in 2021 yeah. at all. Uh, beginning of the season in 2022, didn't play great. But I would say the the latter three quarters of the season, he played really, really well mm-hmm. uh, and, and really escalated his play and his leadership and all of that. So that's why he made my list for sure. Yep. So my number 10, and this was, there was, again, there was a lot of, like, on my part, (laughs) what am I going to do here? I've got Jadarian Price at number 10. Not on my list at all. And I, you know, again, you know, like you said, you didn't think I'd have Carell. I didn't think you'd probably have Price. Nice. Here's how I justify having Jadarian Price on there. You know, because, like, I, I think one thing, one thing that, you know, was kind of in my head and I know that there are probably going to be some guys that some people are going to say need to be on this list I do think it's important to specify that maybe not specify but to me anyway like there is a difference between being a great athlete or being you know like a you know a big recruit and being a player that's going to be counted you know at least going into the season right now you know not just be counted on but a great player like in other words do you at least know the assignments you know like all those different kind of things with Jadarian Price the way I kind of justify putting him on the list is I guess a little bit more than a year ago before the injury coming out of you know spring two running backs ended up combining for 1760 yards last year for Notre Dame Andrick Estime and Logan Diggs Jadarian Price was going to be in front of both of them, if not for the injury. Sure. And we're told that he's 100% and he's on track and everything else right now. So I've got to put Jadarian Price 
on this list because of what we knew about him a year ago. The fact now, Audric, you know, Diggs is obviously gone now. Estime has shown what he can do, you know, so like that year of experience meant a lot to Audric sure. Estime. So, you know, where exactly Jadarian Price is, you know, that's going to be, you know, kind of the, the big question and hopefully one that we get answered in training camp. But I had to, I had to include him on this list again, because those two guys combined for almost 1800 yards and price would have been above both of them on the depth chart last year. If he was healthy. No, I, I like that one a lot. And uh, there's going to be a battle for that number two spot. And whoever that's going to be is probably going to raise on the rankings, right? If we, if we did this mid season, say, or, or at the end of the season or whatever, Whoever whoever gets that number two slot is going to be very very important to this team, no doubt right. about it. There's there's just no such thing anymore as a one trick pony, one running back situation. That that's just not how football is in 2023. They need that number two guy. Who is it going to be? Probably Price if he's is actually 100 percent healthy. And what does that look like? That's going to be fun, right? So who's your number nine, Vince? My number nine, controversial from the day he stepped foot on campus, but he continues to load up the stat sheet and he will continue to be the starter at Mike Linebacker until he walks off of campus, whenever that may be. And it's J.D. Bertrand. He deserves to be on this list. And I know people are going to have a hard time with that, but (laughs) he's a really good football player. Tommy had him on his list. What's that? Tommy had him on his list. So. Yeah, no, he did. And I, did, I didn't want to put him towards the top, although I could very easily make a case for him being ranked higher than number nine, but he needed to be on the list. I mean, he's he's too important to the defense, being in the middle, being the guy, so he's number nine. I've actually got him a little bit higher. He is number seven on my there you list. Go. When, look, he's led the team in tackles the last three years. No matter what you want to say about right. him, he is still making tackles, 183 tackles the last two years. So JD Bertrand definitely needs to be on the, you know, the biggest question with him now, as with everybody really on the defense and the linebacker core specifically, biggest question is how much does a year in this system playing for Al Golden? Sure. You know, does that, does, you know, does that essentially in effect make him, you know, like a step quicker? now this year you know does does it does it take less time to process you know removing some of the thought from it and all that I think that that's going to be out there for all of them I think that it that it will because he's a smart guy and again he's led the team in tackles the last two years so he has to be on the list I've got him two spots higher but yeah, yeah he definitely needs to be on the list my number nine is Tobias Merriweather okay got a feeling is he on your list? Oh, he's number five on my list. Okay. So, so he's a higher. lot higher for you. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm looking at Tobias Merriweather, and I'm I'm looking at kind of a leap like Equinemius St. Brown made from, uh, what was that, 2015 to 2016, when he went from one catch for eight yards in 2015 to 58 for 961 yeah. in the next that's I'm that's I'm looking for yeah for you know it's a pretty big leap to go from one catch but again Equinemia St. Brown did it just a few years ago and I think that you know we know the kind of talent and again like when you look at 
if not for the concussion, we would have got to, you know, it would have been more than one catch, most likely. He would have been out oh, there yeah. a lot yeah. more last year. So I think we're all looking forward to seeing where where that Equinemius, you know, that Sam Hartman, especially to Equinemius St. Brown connection can uh, can go this season. Yeah. That, and remember, we were we were both disappointed that he wasn't on the same team as Sam Hartman in the spring game because we wanted to see what that was going to look like. And instead, we got the, the Great House Hartman show. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, we were all looking forward. I, I am still right now looking forward to what that's going to look like, number 10 to number five, over and over again, deep balls, you know, over them, all of it, just all of it. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, I'm expecting big things, like you said, from Tobias. He would have had much more effective year if it wasn't for the injury last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's just – he was just starting to come on. He was just starting to get more reps. He was just starting to get on the field more. And then he gets the concussion and we never saw him again, basically the rest of the year. So as long as he can stay healthy, then it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Michael says he could see two wide receivers, at least two receivers make an all American with Hartman. That's that would be a big leap. I would be shocked if even one got all American honors, if I'm being honest, there's just because of the, the, the There's way too much offense out there. Yeah. The way people, yeah. And There's the way too much offense out in the country. And, and, and I'm not saying that they wouldn't be talented enough to do that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm talking, I guess, more the politics of how all Americans are chosen. Yeah. It's, it's stat driven. And there's going to be plenty of other guys out there well, in the country that are going to have better stats. Like, I don't think Will Fuller ever got recognized by the Bolitnikoff award. You right. know, like even like a, a, semi-finalist fine none of that stuff and it's right like, are you kidding me the the right. seasons that will fuller put together in back-to-back years so yeah, that that's going to be that's going to be a tall order yeah. uh especially considering not one of these guys on the roster has any buzz going into the season either they right. just don't and if you don't have buzz going into the season the chances of you being an all-american go way down they just do and you're going to have to get through a couple of Ohio state guys before you get to Notre Dame guys as well. I mean, there, there's just so much talent out there and so many, there's going to be so many stat stuffers out there that Notre Dame guys are going to get left in the dust because Notre Dame is going to be more balanced. They just are. There, there's going to be right. a lot of run, rushing yards on this team uh, as well. So it, it, that's going to be a tough ask, even for one all American, in my opinion. Yep. All right, so we've gone through two spots so far. We have not matched on either one of them. Nope. Yet. So number eight for me is where we're at, right? Yep. So number eight, I have the other tackle. I have Blake Fisher at number eight. Uh, He is poised to take a big step forward this season, obviously. Uh, You know, he his first full year as a starter last year was inconsistent. To be expected as a redshirt freshman, uh, but he gets to take his redshirt sophomore year this year. He's got a whole year under his belt, was healthy the whole year. That's huge. He missed. Remember, he he played, what, a game and a half uh, the first his first season freshman as a freshman year. and then yeah. missed the entire season until bowl prep uh, of practice. That's yep. That's a Maybe lot of football to miss, right? Yep. And so, and then he started the entire year last year. So, right, I think he's going to take a massive step forward this year. I do too. They have the they have the opportunity of being the two the best tackle tandem in the country if Blake Fisher takes the step that I think he's going to take. So, 
clearly he makes the list. He may even be too low, but I've got him at eight. Yeah, I've I've got him two spots higher. Once again, you had I had Bertrand two spots higher than what you had Bertrand. I've got Fisher two spots higher at number six. Okay, so definitely was on my list, but I've got him uh, just a little bit higher, and I agree with everything you said. I think he's going to be a mauler this oh. year, and he's going to give Notre Dame a chance to have two offensive linemen go in the first round since uh, McGlinchey and and Quentin Nelson yeah. a few years back. So Agreed. pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Agreed. Okay, so my number eight is Chris Tyree. And this is, in my opinion, the most underutilized player, especially last year. But really, I think you could make a case, you know, or now, you know, when Kyron Williams was here, it's, you know, it was it was hard to make a case to use him more, you know, other than as a receiver. But obviously, we're sure. going to see him as a receiver more now. 56 catches for 461 yards in three seasons as a running back. And now he's going to be out there as one of Notre Dame's slot receivers and maybe, you know, some action out of the backfield still as well. And, and speed to burn and just everything else. The, the biggest, the biggest challenge that I think Jared Parker has is just how to get the ball in his hands, probably like eight to 10 times per game. I think that's like, do you think that that's a, a reasonable goal? Eight to oh, 10 absolutely. Times for Chris they Tyree? have to like, that has to be the floor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they have to force almost force him the ball. Like he has to, touch the football, whether it's the kick return game, whether it's the passing game, whether it's the running game, you've got to get the ball in his hands. He's a difference maker. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. He's a difference maker. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, Tommy said he forgot about Tyree. So we put Tyree up there. Let me see. One. He's got him in there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he's going to slot him. I don't know who he takes out. I don't know who he takes D- out of that order. DJ's list. Merriweather, Hartman, Estime, Morrison, Tyree, Bertrand, uh, Jaden Thomas, Joe Alt, Blake Fisher, and Harper. Hmm. Interesting. One through ten. All right. So that puts us at number seven. Okay. This is where I have J.D. Bertrand. Yep. Who do you have? I have Xavier Watts. Safety extraordinaire. I think he's getting overlooked a little bit. To be honest with you, he is the one guy we know is starting at safety. Uh, we know he's a playmaker. We know he's dynamic if he gets a, the ball in his hand, in his hands. I, I think he's going to end up being, and, and for once, he's he's in the same position for more than one year, which is huge. And so I think he's going to have a tremendous season this year. I, I think he could end up being one of the leaders in that defensive backfield. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player in the defensive backfield. I'm saying one of the leaders of the defensive backfield. There's a difference. Uh, But if he takes the step that I think he's going to take, he's going to help solidify what that defensive backfield could be uh, on what could be a good, really good defense, right? So uh, safety is the big question mark on this team. Uh, But in my opinion, it's half. It's not both safety positions. It's half. Xavier Watts belongs on this list. He's one that I went back and forth really hard on. But ultimately, because I included Jadarian Price, mm-hmm. Xavier Watts did not make my top 10. Gotcha. He's someone, you know, again, I gave a lot of thought to, but like when I look at who I have on my top 10, like somebody had to get squeezed. There are good, you know, there's some good players <laughs> that ended up not making my top 10. 
So right. I, I agree with everything you said in terms of his importance. He just didn't quite make it for me, though. Like I that's, said, I included fair. Jadarian Price. You did not. By the way, did you have Tyree on your list? I, I don't. So you didn't have Tyree. He made honorable mention for me. He was one of those okay. guys that was kind of on the outside looking in. So, okay. All right. So I've got Price and Tyree on my list. You do not. You've got Zeke Carell and Xavier Watts on your list. I do not. So we've got some key differences. Yes, so we do. Far. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So that. Takes us to number six, where I have Blake Fisher. You had Fisher at number eight. Who's your six? My number six uh, is a guy that I've always been super high on, uh, and that's Cam Hart. So I'm staying in the secondary. Uh, I've got Cam Hart. And I know there's there's a lot of people out there that, for some reason, forgot Cam Hart's a really, really good player. Uh, part of that was because of injury, possibly. And part of it was because... Teams weren't throwing at Cam Hart. They, they threw at Benjamin Morrison. Now, that backfired on a lot of teams, obviously. Yeah. And the, from what I heard, one of the reasons Cam Hart is coming back to Notre Dame this season is because of how good Benjamin Morrison played because he's hoping that more balls get thrown his direction. And he's going to be so able to – He has to, a chance at some interceptions, maybe. He's going to have a chance to build up some stats a little bit. So okay. I this is going to be a very, very good. This is going to be a very, very good corner combination, the corner duo. I mean, definitely one of the tops in the country, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, they already made some lists, some top ten lists for secondary, believe it or not, and I think that's on the heels of how good the corners are. Yeah, you've got Hart at number six. I've got him one spot higher at number five. So I no. completely agree. And you know, I didn't like have to convince you. I love it. No. Nope, not at all. Not at all. He's very high on my list. Like I said, I've got him uh, one one spot high. Two career interceptions so far. So I'll be really curious to see if that works out in terms yeah. of the, you know, coming back, see if he can kind of rack up some stats and see what he can do. You know, he's been through some shoulder injuries and, sure. and stuff like that in his time so far. Hopefully he's able to to stay healthy. And I mean, this has got a chance to be the bet, you know, the best secondary that Notre Dame has. And I think I said before, you know, like going back to like when Shane Walton and Vontez Duff were together, that's been 20 plus years since those two guys yeah. were together. I think it's got a chance to, you know, in terms of corner combinations, be a really good one between uh, Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison. Okay. So let me we've see. Both given our, we've both given our five. Right. Uh, so, well, hold it. You just I gave had, your six, right? Well, yeah, but I have uh, Tobias Merriweather at five. Oh, okay. That's right. That's and right. you have Cam Hart at five. So we both given our five kind of like because the other yeah. guy said it first or whatever. So we can just jump right up to number four. Right. And I've now, got a feeling. Our top four have to be in whatever order. They're going to be the same four guys. They it's have a question to be. of what order they're in. They right? have to be. If they're not the same four, then we got a problem. Then, <laughs> yeah, we need to do a different show. <laughs> uh, we've got a big problem. All right. My number four is Audric Estime. Okay. Uh, that, that's, I mean, come on. He's the number one back. He is a man child. He's Jerome Bettis Jr. He's whatever moniker you want to give him. He's, he's poised to have a breakout season. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I would be shocked if he's on the roster in 24. I think that's how good of a season he's going to have. 
I'm very happy to say that every player that that you've had so far that we do have on the list, I have higher than you <laughs> on my true. list. So that is true. Just everyone can keep that in mind down the road. <laughs> like I liked you better than Vince. Okay, so <laughs> it's true. I'm, I've I'm got Audric. I've got Audric at number three on my list. And I Except mean, Merriweather, you had him at nine. I had him at five. That's true. The, the only, only one, though. Tobias is the only guy. Tobias yeah. is the only guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you had him obviously a lot higher at number five compared to yeah. my number nine. That's really our biggest difference on, with the exception yeah. of the guys that you know, we each didn't include. But true. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, we fully expect Audric Estime to have another big year. You know, we've said before the only thing that's going to keep him from having just a monster stat type season is the fact that there are four other really talented running backs in that room as well, whether it's mm-hmm. Jadarian Price or, you know, Jabron Payne who right. was able to show himself a little bit. The kid you got from the Penn State. From Penn State. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. You got Jeremiah Love, the freshman, coming right. in. So there's, there's a lot of talent in that room. And, you know, again, like that's the only thing that's going to keep him, I think, from having just a really monster season. I think he can still have 1,000 yards. He had 920 last year split in time, but I think the only thing that's going to keep him from having, you know, like a 13, 14, 1500 yard type season is the fact that there are going to be other guys in that room who are going to get some carries as well. Somebody on the show earlier today uh, in the mailbag asked uh, over under 1200 yards for Audric Estime this year. I still still think it's under because of what what I I just said. That's what I said too. Yeah. And you also have to factor in, you know, like you keep saying, you know, like, well, what's, you know, the passing yards, they might not have a lot because they're going to rush for so, you know, it's like, what's the balance of that going to be? Right. That's what I really want to look like. Cause I've, I've said before, you can do both. Like, like Sam Hartman can still have like a 3,500 yard season mm-hmm. and they can still rush for close to 200 yards per game, you know, not Absolutely. necessarily two, but like at least 180, 190. What? My bold prediction for the offensive line was that they were going to average 210 yards a game. Now, Brian pushed back on that and said he was going to say five and a half yards a carry as opposed to whatever number you want to have as a game just because of the new rule changes, which makes sense. I I get that. We don't know how the new rule changes are going to affect some of these numbers, right? Right. Uh, And so I don't have a problem with that. Like five and a half yards a carry, awesome. Like I, I would take that. Obviously, I think it's going to it's going to vary game to game, Sean, as far as whether it's going to be a dominant running game or a dominant passing game, because there's going to be so many RPOs that it's going to be. What is the defense giving them? Are they giving them Audric Estime between the tackles all the game long or are they packing the box and forcing Sam Hartman to throw over the top? Like, what's the defense forcing you to do? I think this team offensively is going to be good enough to do whatever they need to do to take advantage. And so. It could vary game to game, depending on what that strategy is. I'll be really curious, like with the rules changes that, you know, we've we've talked about them, excuse me, before. We haven't talked about them as much lately, but the stuff that I read at the time they were making the changes is they're really only expecting it to eliminate, like, between, you know, like 10 to 15 plays per game, you know, something like that. But, you know, 
I th- I would think that the biggest effect is going to be later in the game. You know, like when you're just killing clock and you don't have right. to worry about, you know, but we'll see. Yeah. That's something that we can kind of, and we'll kind of have to write off the Navy game a little bit because that one's going to go quicker anyway. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of have to, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that and see yeah. sort of what it looks like. But I, you know, the yards per carry, I do agree with, like, I, I think that even if, you know, like that, like you were saying, like 210 yards per game isn't there. The yards per carry, I think, is going to be up because of the fact that that defenses are going to have to respect the passing game in a way that they haven't had to for sure. a long time. I think yeah. that, that that's going to help the yards per carry at a very sure. at the least. Yeah, and I and and you kind of brought it up. I think one of the one of the points that I made about the the numbers being higher on the ground next year are the fact that you know they're going to be running out the clock when they're got when they've got a big lead. And I think there's going to be some opportunity there for some of these younger guys right. to break some runs and to do some things on the ground because they're not going to be throwing the ball because they're going to be up by three, four touchdowns. And so I think that's going to not artificially raise the run, the, the run, but like th- th- that's going to be the case. You know what I mean? So crystal has become the first, to uh, start the uh, free the freshman, oh boy, <laughs> wide receiver. Wow. <laughs> every every year, I mean, there's one freshman wide receiver, right? <laughs> so it was Tobias last year. Crystal has jumped on early, uh, freeing the freshman. Okay, so Audric is your number four. He's my number three. My number four is Benjamin Morrison, who I've four. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, we've got. There's only two guys that got All-American last year, right? Well, Benjamin Benjamin Morrison was a freshman All-American, right? I don't think he made like – Still got AA to his name. I think I thought it was just freshman. I think it was too, but either way. But but still, I mean, we're talking about, you know, it's no secret who we've got left on this list. We've got a guy who's going to be a first-round draft pick and a quarterback who's got more touchdown passes than – you know, anyone in college football entering this season and has a chance to end up, you know, at the top of the all-time, you know, passing list. So it's we're 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 splitting hairs. Those other two we guys are, 100% are a little bit hairs. they're a little bit more experienced than Benjamin Morrison. That's why I put him Fair at enough. you know, and again, you know, like Estime, like you have him at number four. I've got him at number three. And again, he might not get the monster numbers, but he is still a very vital very important member of this offense and he is a very you know like he's he's draft eligible after this season as well i'll be curious to see where he ends up going after this season so that's why i've got audric slightly ahead of benjamin morrison and his six interceptions from a season ago i've i've morrison got is I, my four audric is my three i obviously i have morrison higher i have him at number two okay so I, I have Ben Morris at number two for all the reasons you just said. He's going to get all the pub going into the season as the top corner on the team, although I do think Cam Hart's going to have something to say about that. Uh, but he's going to be really, really good. Cam Hart's going to be really, really good. They're both part of a secondary that has the potential of being really, really good. So like you mm-hmm. said, we are splitting hairs here a little bit, but I, I do have Ben Morrison at two. Okay. So that leaves you with two guys. You've got your three and you've got your one. I've got my two and I've got my one. They're going to be the same two guys. 
course. Do do you want to? Do you want to? I just throw it out. Who's your? No, I would guess your number three is going to be Alt. Is that who it is? It is not. I've got. So you're going straight up on All American on yep. then. Like, and I'm going with the fact honors. that Joe Alt's going to get drafted higher. He's okay. going to have more okay. honors. All of it. Like, yes, he's so, number so one. So you've got Alt at number one. Yes, and you've got. You've got Morrison at number two, and that means you've got Hartman at number three. Number three. Okay. Hartman is my number one, and Alt is my number two. And I guess, you know, again, as you said, Joe Alt is going to be a first-round draft pick. I've said Joe Alt is going to be a first-round draft pick. We all know that. But in terms of importance, like, he was going to be a first-round draft pick regardless of who's the quarterback on this team. And what's going to propel this offense to, you know, even be within spitting distance of 40 points a game? Like I saw someone, oh, you know, ask here. I mean, it's and that's why, you know, again, like like Sam Hartman ultimately might not end up getting drafted at all. I, I think he will. I think I think if Ian Book can get drafted in the fourth round, I think Sam Hartman's going to end up being drafted somewhere in that middle as well, if not even higher, depending on the kind of season. If he has a good he has, season, he'll be higher. He's, I mean, you can obviously argue that he's the most important player on the offense this season. Now, now is he the best? You know, like, do no, we want, see, you okay. Know, like, is so that's, best? You know, so here's the deal. That. We didn't put any parameters to this list, right? Exactly. And exactly. so if we were, if the list was most important to Notre Dame, there's no question Sam Hartman's number one. It was top 10 players on the roster. So I went top who are the who are the top players on the roster? That's why I have those guys ahead of Sam Hartman. We left it open. We left it open. Yes. Didn't put parameters for which is what makes it fun, right? I mean, that's what makes this whole thing fun in the first place. We can have this argument. Sam Hartman is by far the most important player to this team going into the 23 season because we've talked about it ad nauseum that Notre Dame's been a quarterback away forever, right? They've had bit parts and pieces all over the place. But they've been a quarterback away. Sam Hartman is that quarterback. At least we think he is going into right. the season. He's by far the most important player on this team. So he would definitely be number one if that was the criteria that I was using. That's not the criteria I use, so I have him at three. If that makes sense. No, I I understand what you're saying. I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. Obviously, I don't agree. <laughs> but <laughs> Which is great. I, understand. I love that. I love that. That's right. Who, so here's Vince's. Oh, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I, I, no, you can go through. I, was, I say I want to hit our honorable mentions, too. I've got some names I wrote down. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Brought up. I mean, there are some notable guys that we left off this yeah. list. Let's, let's, let's do the honorable mentions first. You had Xavier Watts on, you know, your top 10. I did not. Uh, I do have him among my honorable mentions. Riley Mills. I'm curious where you considered him. I have him at 12. I have him on my honorable mention. I had him at 12. When I I got him kind of in that range. And it's just, I wish I would have seen more actual production from him last year. I think he's got a really good chance to be a top 10 type guy this season. But, you know, we've really, for two years now, kind of been waiting on Riley Mills. He's been a consistent, solid performer, but he hasn't been that guy that has taken that big step so far i'll I'll be curious to see though playing exclusively inside a little bit more bulk on his frame and all that kind of stuff what that does sure for him and and you know having 
having, you know, more guys who are able to rush the passer and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Who else is on your honorable mention then? So in no particular order, my honorable mention was Riley Mills, Chris Tyree, Jordan Batelho, yep. and Javante Jean-Baptiste. Okay. Okay. I had so Batello as well. And, you know, really, you know, again, like with that number 10 spot between Watts, yeah. Batello, it, Batello is still a little he's, bit. Uh, he's still an enigma to me. It's, and, and yeah. It's got a lot of talent. Flashes. We yeah. really need to see it. Like I would really like to see it. Yeah. Four weeks in a row, like yep. right off the bat. You know, Navy's Navy's going to be a tough one for sure to gauge. But, you know, like after that, like let's. He let's, needs to be consistent on consistent. and off the field yeah. for a whole season before exactly. he cracks the top 10 for me. And that's exactly that's the biggest deal. And I, I put Javante on there because they need a consistent pass rush. And I think he could be that guy. But again, I don't know. And so I can't really say he's one of the 10 best players on the team because I just don't have enough information, enough empirical evidence to say that he's that guy, you know? So he made my honorable mention, but he, he's not going to crack the top 10 just yet. Yeah. And I had Jaden Thomas in my honorable mention. I think that's well. fair. I think that's fair. I think he could have a great season. He could be yeah, a match too. And I, and I think he will. I, yeah. I, I think that that, that trio of Tobias Merriweather and Chris Tyree and Jaden Thomas, and then, you know, Crystal obviously wants the freshman <laughs> in there. And a lot of people are going to be in that same boat. But most the, of those people just watch the spring game and they're like, and that's Jaden Greathouse yeah. is the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, it's the you good know. and bad of the spring game because right. now everyone has seen him had a monster game. Right. But you got to remember that some of those other guys are in front of him. Right. Right. I think he's going to get some opportunities, but I don't know what it's going to look like in terms of overall playing time chris says interesting question might might a freshman player crack this top 10 i think that's the gist of what he's he's saying there i mean not yet it's just too hard because again you know like we've seen great house in a spring game right great house had the big spring game in part because tobias merriweather was playing for the other team Exactly. We didn't get to see anything of what Tobias could do because Tobias was playing with Tyler Buckner in Great House, got to play with Sam Hartman. Right. You know, so and it ditto with Jaden Thomas. You know, he was starting off with a big game. I mean, love could, but as he's of got right a lot now, of he's got a lot of hill to climb to get yeah. on the field, let alone have enough production to be a top 10 player on the entire team and this is what i was starting off with you know there's there's a difference between good player now and 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 by good player we mean at at the very least contributor right versus great athlete great talent but we don't you know we just don't have we don't have enough on him yet i mean could he be there eventually sure not this year i don't unless god forbid Estimate goes down with an injury for the season. And really, probably another guy has to go down as well. Mm-hmm. Then maybe if he's the number one back. I mean, I just, there's no way he's going to crack the top 10. Like the 10 best? Like, I don't know that he makes the 10 best offensive players that I would have on my list. Right. As of now. As of right now. Like, as of like June 11, or July 11th. Yeah. Like, as of right now, his best opportunity is probably, you know, as a special teams. Sure. But that and doesn't that make you a top 10. Camp. 
player right. on the team. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's a big because difference. again, like I've got Jadarian Price and Audric Estime on my list. Now, you right. know, not to mention Chris Tyree. So are you going to put Jeremiah Love as great a talent as he is ahead of any of those three guys right now? I just don't think you can yet. No. No. Because those guys are all proven. You know, they've shown what they can do. But uh, you know, again, like <laughs> well, well, price was still haven't seen year. <laughs> yeah, again, we saw price last spring. And, right. and he was you know, the maybe, number one maybe, back. Maybe you jumped in late, Chris. I don't, you know, but I, but I said off the top when I put Jadarian Price on my list a year ago, just a little bit more, you know, coming out of spring last year, he was going to be ahead of both Logan Diggs and Audric Estime. And those guys combined for almost 1,800 yards last year. And so right. now Jadarian Price is healthy. So knowing what we knew about him last year, I've got to put him at, you know, on my list because, right. you know, Jeremiah Love has only stepped foot on campus this summer. You know, we haven't got to see him do anything. You know, again, it's it's one thing to be a highly regarded. Okay, Chris is going to get into that whole thing. We haven't seen him yet. So until we see him, we, we can't say that he's top 10. That's just where we're going to have to right. do that. And I don't think our list has a whole lot to do with potential, to be honest with you. Our, our list is proven proven talent at least my list is proven talent as i'm looking and at that's these names kind of like, what we said off the top this right. is this is not based on <laughs> right 